0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting Bluehost.com. That's Bluehost.com. Hello, and welcome to the HP Podcast, the podcast where all your dreams come true. I'm Ben, and with me today is Brandon. What's up? And Dave, how's she going? She's going well. What's she? Is, like normally, you call a boat or a, a vehicle a she. She this is podcast, just um,
1: she. everything. You know, your your situation, okay. your your current state of being. That's the, the she. beauty of it all.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And she, does that make me feminine?
1: No, no. It can. Oh, okay. uh, it's 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 um it's kind of a neutral way of using the noun, even though I'm saying she. Um, okay. It can refer to the weather. Uh, she's a cold one today. Oh, um, or it even works the other way. She's a hot one today. OK, well,
0: oh, okay. that could be misconstrued, though.
1: Well, you, have to, you have to look up and point <laughs> at the sky when you do it.
0: OK, that's how you clear. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, thank you to our patrons, all our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom for helping support this show. We got a couple new patrons this week. Thank you very much for that. Of course, your name will be reflected in the credits next month uh, because we only do the monthly. But we appreciate everybody for being here. If you want to help support the show, you can get it a day early, ad-free, by going over to patreon.com. Signing up for as little as a dollar a month on the Patreon. If you sign up for a higher level, you can get more perks. You can read about them there. I won't bore you to death because you probably know how this works by now. But one thing... If you are a patron, you get a special badge in our Discord, which you could join for free over at handsomefantom.com slash Discord. But if you're a patron, you get a little special badge and we love you more than everybody else. So people say they don't like their kids more than others or their pets. You know, they don't have a favorite pet or a favorite kid or whatever. We do have Discord members that we like more than others. So, <laughs> do, just, they get, do they get special badges? I mean, the, their name is a different color. That's basically it. Exactly. It's close enough. Guys, this last week, still kind of today, even uh, E three. Yeah, man. The the biggest the hol- the Christmas of the games industry. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired. <laughs> Not, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've got other work going on, and then uh, specifically more work to do with E three and everything with some editing work. But it's been it's been a wild one, and like we talked about last week e3 this year because of everything going on in the world if you don't know what I'm talking about you're probably an alien from a different planet but it's just a weird one this year so I guess I just want to have like a little discussion about e3 in general Uh, Were we impressed with it? How do we feel about the all digital format? Some of us have never been to a physical E3, so maybe it wasn't a whole lot different or didn't feel that much different. But I don't know. What are your initial impressions with E3 this year? I'm going to start with Dave.
1: I just, it just felt good to get that much gaming news at once. Um, I felt like, you know, over that five-day stretch we had there every single day, I had something new to look forward to. Uh, And it felt good because we've kind of been drip fed um, both game news and delays announcements for the past, you know, 12 months. So it was just it was really nice to get all that at once. And, uh, you know, some shows were better than others. But um, regardless of, you know, what you are and aren't looking forward to, um, it was it was an exciting few days, that's for sure. And I came out of it with, you know, at least six games that are on my radar that weren't on my radar before. So I think that's a good oh, nice. thing. So.
0: Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about, just for the audience, we'll talk about some of the things we're excited about here in a few minutes. We don't want to do like a beat-for-beat beat recap of every show and every game that was shown. Because that would, first of all, take forever. And second of all, everybody else has already done that by this point, right? So... Brandon, what about you? How did you feel about E3 overall? Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit different for me this year. I kind of piecemealed it and kind of was a little bit more choosy about what I spent my time on this year. But I will say something I was looking for specifically was Xbox's showcase, which is something that I didn't think I was going to be interested in. But because of the current climate and how things have went recently for the entire company, you know, after the acquisition, I wanted to see what Bethesda had to bring to the table. But this year... More than any other, I was with the Xbox, you know what I mean? And I mean, obviously Sony wasn't there, but um, yeah, I just wanted to see what they brought to the table, and man, I was kind of surprised by a couple things. I really was. Um, I've been asking for new IPs, and we got some, for sure. So, excited to talk about them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dave, your cat just walked by again, and it freaked me out, because I (laughs) I saw it in the back of your camera and was just like, I don't know, it was startling. I, we talked about it 90 seconds ago, I swear, and it still startling. Yeah, that's, I just thought you should know.
1: For the audience, that's Tim, my associate producer, going on his third break.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. you he, pay that guy? He's a, a I, so. Yeah. Oh Oh, okay. yeah, yeah gotcha. really, What can you do? Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> me personally, I would say that... It's hard for me to gauge, right? Because like all my life, I watched E3 on TV and then not last year, because there wasn't really an E3 last year, but the previous two years to that, I was at E3 physically. And so that, you know, you have that recency bias where everything is more a little more exciting when you're in person, a little more exciting when there's a crowd of people cheering rather than you sitting in front of your computer, watching it on a screen or in front of your TV. So for me, this E3 felt a little bit lackluster as far as like the presentations and everything. But I do agree, Dave, when you talk about it that way, that we've had a year of not a whole lot of exciting stuff. And then you get a bunch all at once, even if it's even if there's smaller, exciting things than we wanted, it's a bunch of it all at once. It, it is. You're right. It is good. Uh, it is good overall. But I, I still think in a vacuum, if I were to try to compare this E3 to past E3s, then I would probably probably still rank this one towards the bottom, but I also I guess we can't really compare it in the vacuum because like there's a lot of things that made that the reason it is like right. you know everybody everything's a little slower right now things are getting pushed back production doesn't work exactly the same way uh, when you're doing it remotely or over video as it does on on a stage with a bunch of you know thousands of screaming fans so I would say overall I'm positive on it although if you start breaking it down i might be a lot less positive i guess yeah I, I think that i have started to shift pessimistic with the game delays recently and it was encouraging to get something that was fresh it was refreshing mm-hmm. um, to have some new news and the volume is something that you don't get any other time of the year so yeah exciting nonetheless for sure so uh I want to talk about just just this one little thing that was like kind of stuck out to me in the past. It's been like, hey, not only are we going to stream all of the press conferences, but we want you to co-stream them with us. Everything like that. This year, specifically, E3 sent out a release like the day of some of their press conferences and was like, hey, you either can't or can't like depending on who you were co-stream with us. They were either, either giving permission to people or not. And basically saying they would strike them if they if they did. And then Nintendo did the same thing today on Tuesday, which is when we're recording uh, for their conference. And I just I don't know. I wanted to see what you guys thought of that. I mean, we've in different capacities. All three of us have streamed in the past and it's not exactly the, you know, the same. But like when you have a conference that's entirely digital and you have all these personalities who want to make content around it. I felt like it was a little weird for E3 to like, for the ESA specifically, to throw out that curveball at kind of the last minute and be like, hey, don't co-stream this. Yeah. From the Nintendo point of view, I would say that doesn't surprise me. They seem to be kind of tone deaf as far as any sort of alternative media. Mm. They want to control the narrative, which I guess... I guess that doesn't make sense to me. I was going to try and justify it, but it doesn't. Right. Um, whenever I see streamers pop into things like this on Just Chatting and are streaming it, I mean, literally, who knows if thousands of extra people would be watching right. at that very moment. Right. You know. And I think that does nothing but pull people back into your brand. Um, and I guess they decided that what image they're portraying, potentially with this alternative view, isn't as good as a couple thousand extra views. I don't know. doesn't make sense to me. What do you think, Dave?
1: Yeah, I I really don't get it. Um, I guess if you could sort of crowdsource your distribution, which is what Twitch is, it's not what it's made for, but it's perfect for an all-digital event like this, why not leverage other people wanting to stream your product out to uh, a couple extra hundred thousand whatever eyes? Um, I don't know why they would stop that. I also don't know why they would do it, like on such short notice, yeah. like they did. So, like Ben, you streamed the Ubisoft conference. Yeah. Were you at any risk of getting struck doing that, or was Ubisoft a little bit more lenient, or like I, I wasn't really sure? And when I saw Dustin streaming Nintendo today, I thought, oh, I thought they weren't supposed to do that. So
0: yeah. Well. So the answer to your first question is, I have no idea if they were more lenient or not. I was already streaming and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and do the Ubisoft conference because it's like the same time I was planning on talking about all this stuff and, and doing a little stream. So I don't really know. And I think, you know, a lot of times those strikes don't come down immediately. So maybe I could still get a strike for all I know. Who knows? I really doubt. And this is kind of going into the reasoning of things. I really doubt that they're gonna comb through and find out who streamed our conference and strike them because they streamed the conference. I Part of me has a feeling that it was more about the content. And so like, for instance, you know there was a bunch of, uh, was it Just Dance at both Ubisoft and Nintendo. And I'm sure there was licensed music in other press conferences. I mean, I know there was in other press conferences. And I wonder if it was more of a thing of like DMCA stuff that they didn't want hundreds of channels getting copyright striked because a music company was coming after it and maybe that reflects on them i don't know but what it felt like was that they very much wanted to prohibit anybody from watching it outside of their channel that's what it felt like now what the real reason and maybe people would have been more understanding had they offered that up as hey we're trying to protect you you might get a dmca strike if you stream this because there's you know the most popular song in the last 20 years is going to be in this or whatever you know i think people would have been like oh okay we get it they just felt very tone deaf. And to your point, Dave, about like, why not get a little extra boost? I mean, that's one of the things that like Keely and the Game Awards and now the Summer Game Fest, Um, they, they strive. They uh what's the word I'm looking for? They do well with that. <laughs> they like that's part of his brand is to get other people to stream it and to be part of it and to feel like they're part of it and to bring in their audience and make them excited about it. Like when he goes through and does all those numbers, he goes and looks to see everybody who co-streamed it and adds those in that maybe he doesn't do it and maybe they use a tool or whatever, but still the point is like, you're right. Getting, especially when you're not there, like if you're there and you're in an audience and there's a thousand people within 200 feet of you all like cheering and screaming and clapping and standing up, plotting, whatever, like there's an energy there. Like when you go to the movie theater uh, to a comedy and it's hilarious and then you go home and watch it later and you're like, that wasn't funny at all. You know, there's a a difference when you're with a crowd of people. Right. So when you're watching a press conference at home, sitting on your couch, just watching on the TV or whatever, streaming it, it's kind of boring to some extent. It may seem worse than if you're in person or have a crowd reaction. But if you can watch, you know, your favorite personalities get real excited and, and talk about it live and process your thoughts live with someone else, essentially, even if you're not talking with them, but they're talking... I think that makes a big difference, a big impact. So, Yeah, I just, yeah, I just thought it was weird, like you said, Dave, too, the, the recency of everything. Yeah. Or not the recency, but the, um, the closeness to the event that they were like, hey, don't stream this. Somehow the music industries are coming back at it again yeah. with the streaming. Um, there has to be a good solution somewhere. I don't right. know what that is. and It's going to involve a lot of legal jargon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't get it, man. And I wonder if that's why because we you know over the years we saw such an exponential growth in the game awards Mm -hmm. and i wonder if that's because of that acceptingness to share yeah um you know it just skyrocketed i mean we watched the numbers even as we were watching it and going um just get bigger and bigger and what were you gonna say dave i the
1: dmca thing makes a lot of sense but e 3s known for months and months and months that even if they were going to have an event this year, it was going to be all digital. So like you knew this was going to be an issue and you right. knew people were going to want to co-stream it. So why wouldn't you tell the publishers, anybody who had an event, don't use any copyrighted music. That can't be difficult in your in your, um, in your your stream so that we can get as many people as possible to consume this content because that's what we need right now.
0: So, so that- we're talking about the same company that leaked the... Uh, personal information of thousands of journalists so Uh, yeah 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 Yeah. i was gonna say they are a little (laughs) bit behind um it seems like Hmm. something's missing yeah i would agree interesting things nonetheless um i want to get into some of the games and or announcements that got us excited again i don't want to go i don't want to for the audience i don't want to break down everything that we saw at the conferences and everything but I do want to have a separate discussion about Halo, because I think all three of us are interested in one way, shape or form with Halo. Is that I mean, that that's a fair, right? OK, 100 percent. So yeah. I do want to have like a dedicated Halo talk, even if it's short with all three of us. But what are some things that got you excited? Let's start with Brandon this time. Um, I would say out of nowhere, um, I really was keeping my eye on the Microsoft, like I said, and I wanted to see what was going on. And from Arcane Redfall, the vampire game. Yeah. What do you guys think of this? I was intrigued. Um, I like the grittiness of it. It does concern me a little bit that it's just a concept. Um, You know, you get the basic premise. There's obviously some mystical things going on. Um, It's very in-your-face with the swearing and everything. Kind of along the same lines as the other arcane games. And, you know... Yeah. I... uh, yeah, I, uh, I wish we could have seen some gameplay, um, but I wasn't quite exactly sure what to think about it. I mean, it looked really cool, though. Right. No, it's definitely intriguing. It looks like a multiplayer co-op experience. But like you said, we don't really know what it is other than that it's being made and has some sort of vampires in it. Yeah. I'm just excited to see what they can do with the new IP, because I feel like they've been in the Dishonored frame yeah. for years now. Um, and they've always done really well, and I'd like to see them expand as something new. Yeah, and I, don't I, forget it's an Xbox exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Game Pass, dude. Yeah, I mean, as a whole, as a win for the for the whole showcase for Microsoft, I would say every time something ran at the end, it was saying "Day One to Game Pass," "Day One to Game Pass," "Day One to Game Pass," and that stood out to me too. Right. Um, as just a general note.
1: Yeah, it was. A, it was a. It was just a CG trailer, um, but the, the personality certain, certainly came through and uh, I hope it's a funny game. Yeah. Um, again, we didn't see much of it, but that sort of back and forth between the, I think it was four characters. Yeah. Um, certainly came through and it worked well with the art style and that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, coming from Arcane, it, it should be good. And, and I hope that personality and a bit of comedy comes comes with the final product
0: what do you guys think of the actual trailer i thought that trailer specifically was really cool i i heard some people crapping on it but the way that they were like you know oh how'd we get into this mess and then the title flashes up like right. how they got into this mess <laughs> and they, like it backtrack yeah. you know i i really like that kind of storytelling in a sense like where it's quick snappy and a little bit witty even if it's not making me laugh like i could still appreciate that humor yeah yeah i thought that was cool yeah between the cutting like that and the banter and stuff like that it feels like there's going to be a chemistry there uh-huh. and i hope they really build upon that yeah um And like I said, not too much to go off of right now, but the idea sold me. And I feel like that's also important. Um, I don't know if we got... Did we get a release date on that one? I think they just said 2022. Did they? Okay. So yeah, it's still pretty far off, so I'm not really expecting too, too much right now. Um, But definitely piqued my interest, and is something new, which is what I've been wanting.
1: I think they closed the show with that, didn't they? Yeah. That's... it, It seemed like a weird choice for me. Um... I mean, we were all pretty intrigued. It's arcane. Um, it looks really cool, but just with with so little information, it just seemed odd that uh, that's what they chose to bookend
0: the show with. Um, yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. What else did they really have that was really big, though? I mean, that was everything new, else. Starfield. New. Halo. The, what is yeah. new? Yeah. What did they show that much of Starfield, though? They didn't. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, but with 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 what Starfield... So, they showed just as much of Starfield as they did Redfall. Right. But Starfield, even if it was just a cinematic trailer and a release date, I almost... And I know this isn't what we're talking about, but I would have expected them to end the show with something like that. Right, yeah. So, I, that's why I was a little surprised to see it at the very end, but
0: anyways. Yeah, I always like when they sneak in something interesting and just spicy for the end, but... Right. I think hey. more people are immediately obviously excited about uh, starfield oh they're, sure they're sure. hungry um still don't know a whole lot though so no i know exactly as much coming out of that <laughs> as i did going into it it's, about that game it's in space yeah yeah so. <laughs> what's next What what's the next game i don't know or, what do you think dave? yeah dave You're
1: gonna throw it over to me for this one sure yeah. um so I think the the game that I'm most excited to play coming out of E3 is Forza Horizon 5. Um, Nothing new. I mean, it's the fifth game in the series. We've had quite a few in the last, you know, it's not like these games stretch over 20 years or something like that. Um, But uh, Forza Horizon 2 specifically was one of my favorite games of the last generation. I just had so much fun with that game. This series is like, it's like a bunch of developers who love the show top gear got together and said why don't we make these episodes like a video game because that's yeah <laughs> it's just fun car yeah. driving uh that kind of stuff and if you play like you know the gran turismo series or forza motorsport this is a nice refreshing compliment to that like super serious super difficult dr- driving simulation it's just nice to get behind the wheel of a car and have some fun um, I don't want to say the genre is saturated, but there, there are other, are other, you know, games that, that, um, sort of, uh, compete with Forza Horizon. Uh, like, you know, you've got, um, The Crew and, uh, Dirt 5 earlier this year, uh, came yeah. out. Um, but Forza Horizon just kind of does it better in my opinion, does everything better. Um, so yeah, I saw Forza Horizon and also, um... Developers, publishers, like take note the way this game was presented, this is how you show off a game for the first time. Right. Um, specifically, uh, I tweeted this out last night, and um, you know, when they showed those still shots of the environment and you could actually see them moving, and they're like, This is what in-game looks like. And in like a post-kill zone three world, uh-huh. um, you know, we can't trust that stuff. So I loved how they showed that shot. And then you hear a car driving, and then the camera just pans end the car, and you're like, holy shit, that was 100% real. Like, no rendering, no development tricks, or anything like that. So, uh, I just love the way they presented this game.
0: It was so good. I couldn't agree with you more, Dave. When you said that, it was right on the money. Um, I think, actually, almost the whole time it said down in the screen that it was in-game, like like 4K running. Because that's... They knew what they had, you know what I mean? And they were—they just needed to present it and they did it in the perfect way. Um, just to go off what you said, Dave, I think that Forza Horizon, for me, scratches that like perfect middle ground of arcadiness and sim-like. Um, and I don't think any other developer, especially a yearly developer or bi-yearly, um, has been able to release such a realized game. It just feels so where it should be. And that's right. the hardest thing to describe Everything about it feels like it was thought about beforehand. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the games that come out, especially a lot of the Need for Speeds, um, I don't have much experience with third, but I know you really liked it, um, Dave. Uh, but Forza is the sweet spot. And yeah. this trailer looks exactly like I wanted it to, but somehow more beautiful at the same time. Yeah. So, um, And it's taking place in Mexico. Um, and one of the things that
1: Forza... Horizon has always done really, really well is the social stuff. Um, I love how, like, friends on your friends list, even when they're not playing the game, you can see their ghosts driving around, like their cars, and they're just sort of AI driving around. Um, But one of the things that got me really excited is this new... They called it Forza Link, which is basically this social system, and what it does is it tracks all of the different events that you interact with, and it will actually... Um, lead you to different world events based on other events that you've interacted with. So it's sort of like, you know, when you click an ad on Google and Google stores that and it's like, oh, you like this. So I'm going to show you more of this because I think you like this. So it's got this interesting sort of social tracking aspect to it um, that I think will sort of breathe new life into, you know, the open world world. racing sort of environment that it has Um, because it's it's one thing when you like open your mini map and you mark something you want to drive to and then you just spend that time driving to that but it's another thing if the world is actively putting things in front of you that it thinks you want to interact with so right yeah so that's called forza link and i'm really looking forward to how that changes the experience but yeah
0: yeah and i was not kidding dave when i said that this forza horizon 4 actually has me more excited than Halo about the, 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 the prospect five. of getting... Yeah, Forza Horizon Forza, 5. What did I say, 4? Yeah. 5. Sorry. Um, of getting a Series X. Yeah. It's yeah. funny because I, I really enjoy racing games all the way back to the first Need for Speed on the PlayStation 1. I've always been hooked into driving games, racing games, whatever. But and obviously Need for Speed and Horizon are pretty different games. But I'm not very good at them. I feel like I can't quite get the handling down and everything, but like looking at how beautiful this game is, it makes me want to one set my computer up hooked up to my 4k TV and then to like get a setup buy a wheel, uh, some, some pedals, everything like go the whole nine yards just because it like looks so great. Just literally the look of it, not even all the features that, you know, some of which you're mentioning Dave and, and others as well. But it just like watching it makes me want to play it, yeah. even though I know that once I'm in it, I'm not going to be that good at it. It's, it's just <laughs> like it, it. I thought I agree with you. It was that good of a of a trailer, that good of a presentation. I think people were complaining, you know, especially in the live feed, that it was like too, going on too long and everything. And I'm like, do you guys realize how big Forza, especially Horizon, is? This is one of their biggest franchises, maybe one of the least talked about. For, you know, if you want to go pound for pound, how much it makes compared to how much it's talked about. But this is a huge thing. And for them to have such a strong showing at E3, I thought was really smart because it's going to make them a lot of money. And it's only going to make them more the more they talk about it, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah, agreed. And I said people poo-poo racing games and it's just like, I get it. I'm not a racing fanatic myself, but you can't deny the impact it has. Yeah. Yeah, And and it's also a safe bet. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they put out good stuff every year. Like it scores well right. regardless. Right. Um, and why not show it off? Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, just to build off what you said there, Brandon, I said at the at some point in the episode last week, I wanted to come out of Microsoft's um, conference being like 100%. I'm getting an Xbox. Is happening, and Forza Horizon did that for me. So nice. Um, yeah. And yeah. again, even more so than Halo. Like, still really looking forward to Halo. But like, this is the system seller for me. Um, right. Because I love these games. So, so
0: yeah. I, just to talk more about that, I have been on that, the verge of that, like, I should get an Xbox conversation for a while, but I pretty much play most of my games on my PS5 at my desk where my nice monitors and, like, where my computer is and everything. And so, for me, I just keep thinking, like, I can play all these games on my computer. Like, I've spent a considerable amount of money beefing up my computer I can just play them in the same place. Like, I'm going to be sitting in the same place. What's the point of getting a computer or a, an Xbox? But there's still something gnawing at me that's like, I should get an Xbox.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. see, it's a little bit easier for me because I haven't spent that money to beef up my computer. So, right, right. And I don't think I'm really in that 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 neighborhood, but I totally understand. And the way they're making these games so accessible for people on Game Pass and yeah. and, uh, and PC, like, why would you? Right? Right. So, yeah. totally get it. Totally get it.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. The next game I want to talk about uh, this might I mean this is probably going to be a really big surprise for you guys and anybody (laughs) listening. Uh, But there was this game this this really intriguing looking brand new brand new game called Sea of Thieves. I don't know if you ever heard of it or anything, but tell me more. (laughs) uh, Okay, so Sea of Thieves. Obviously, I already love the game, and it's huge. By the way, it's the number two best selling game on Steam. It's one of the top Game Pass games every month. And it's been out for over three years and just continues to climb. So what do you need to do for a game that is huge like this? Eh, Why not throw in one of Disney's biggest franchises while you're at it? And so Sea of Thieves is going to be getting a uh, basically a Pirates of the Caribbean crossover, uh, which when they designed Sea of Thieves, they basically took a ton of inspiration from the Pirates movies. And that's very obvious if you're a fan of both that they did that. And... They're bringing in Jack Sparrow and uh, presumably other characters as well and going to be creating some some story based games. That I, I mean, there's some story based content. They already have a lot of story based content um, that wasn't there at launch, but they've been improving the game for years now. And it's just better than it's ever been. But they uh, yeah, they showed off a cool trailer and then had some interviews and stuff after the fact. And, of course, I'm sure they're going to be revealing more. But it drops really soon. It's, like, uh, next Tuesday. So a week from today. Damn. That's going to drop. And it's going to be, I don't know how extensive it's going to be or anything. But, like, they did a really good job at keeping it secret. This didn't leak. They said other than a few people at Rare and a few people at Disney and, like, one or two people at Microsoft, nobody knew this was coming. So, like, they did a really good job at keeping it secret, which they need to. Like, how do you, it's two giant franchises. How do you how do you hide them from the general public or even from people who are going to leak it? Um, but it was a total surprise to everybody. And I'm just really excited because I love unabashedly. I love the Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't, I know it's dumb and tropey, but I love it. And the same thing about sea of thieves, like a lot of people trash sea of thieves and I think it's great. It's one of my favorite games of all time and it's just so much fun. So I'm just really looking forward to seeing those two things combine. Uh, maybe I like one because I like I like Sea of Thieves because I like Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know, but it's uh, Oh, man, I'm 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 very excited. And how soon it's going to be, how quick it's coming up, is making me even more excited.
1: I love seeing this because uh, I wouldn't put Sea of Thieves in the No Man's Sky category, but it certainly had a similar sort of reception and launch. And mm-hmm. just the fact that they've supported it so long, they slowly built up this very dedicated player base and then to get to this point where they have this massive new DLC event thing with with Disney and and uh Pirates of the Caribbean it's just it's absolutely perfect for the game and um I'm really happy for that community that they're sort of rewarded for sticking with this game for so long with with something as as uh, substantial as this so yeah it was
0: really really awesome to see yeah I agree yeah, these long-running games often get like pushed to the side and have lackluster content um, over and over, or none at all. Right. Um, and so to see something that fits so perfectly, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it could be more perfect. Um, it seems like somebody could have predicted it, and I'm sure someone did. Um, but <laughs> the funny thing about that, uh, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but uh, no, man, it's great. I'm I'm just excited to hang out with the boys and play play the pirates theme.
1: Nice. Um,
0: so. Yeah. So there's this guy that I play Sea of Thieves with sometimes. He's in one of the discords I'm in and um, he has this like fake persona he's built. He has a whole YouTube channel that he does. And basically he has he does this fake persona where he's um, it's it's all meant to like be serious, like but it's obviously tongue in cheek where he basically pretends to be an insider and like, oh, I know this is coming, unless it doesn't. You know, like that kind of thing where he's, <laughs> uh, like, he, he just tries to imitate, like... Oh, he's one the, of those guys. Yeah, okay. like the Jeff Grubbs and the the leakers, out, the big, you know, secret leakers of all the world's gaming content out there. But the night, one of the nights we were playing, like, within the last two weeks, for sure, he was doing his, you know, typical shtick of being Mr. Insider. And he's like... Guys, I'm predicting and telling you right now there's going to... And this is the furthest thing that any of us thought was ever possible. I mean, like, if they can do this, they can do anything, in my opinion, with this game. But... He was like, there's going to be a Pirates of the Caribbean tie in and we're going to see Jack Sparrow come into the game and they're going to be in the form of talk. Like he kind of nailed everything that they are actually doing. (laughs) And he was totally just bullshitting, like the whole thing, just saying the most outlandish thing you could think of about the game. And it was and he loves pirates, too. And. Pirates of the Caribbean specifically and he was like totally dead on so yes someone did predict it but they didn't mean to it was a joke <laughs> he got it he nailed damn it damn dead dude. on yeah unless he knows somebody at Disney I mean that's possible it's certainly possible so I'm excited for Sea of Thieves and uh I'm gonna be streaming it pro- probably 24 7 actually so sorry
1: you may have mentioned this <laughs> is this paid content or is it free
0: no it's free Oh, it's free? free? Yeah, dude. Oh, shit. I thought it was going to come with a price tag. No. So so Sea of Thieves makes its money from one, you can buy it for 40 bucks on Steam, or you can buy it through Game Pass or whatever, too, or I mean through Xbox, Uh, or you can get it on Game Pass, of course. And then pretty much the only thing you pay for in Sea of like all the updates roll out, it's a living game. Everything rolls out for free. You pay for some cosmetics if you want to. And there's only like a lot of it's in-game currencies. Only some of it is that way is uh, real money. And they have a battle pass or uh, plunder pass, as they call it. And then they have like you can buy pets and stuff with real world money. Hmm. But other than that, uh, I have other than paying for game pass, which I'm going to do already anyway. I spent ten dollars on the game eight dollars actually with the with the game pass discount because i bought the plunder pass and other than that i mean i have a ton of paid cosmetic stuff that i've got with in-game currency and by earning that real world currency in the game so but anyway all the story stuff is always free anything they add to the game is free Uh, it's going to be within the world that already exists and there's some talk about maybe there'll be some portals and stuff like that and you'll be able to jump around from place to place but yeah, it's a, it's a free update rolling out. Basically, I'm sure next Tuesday morning there'll be a big download wow. uh, installing some of that stuff. Or maybe they already have it in there and they just need to flip a switch. But I'm sure some some hackers would have found that concept by now. But there's some data miners. So is it mid-season then? Is it um, just a mid-season? I'm trying to remember when the season ends. It's relatively soon. It might be when that season okay. starts over. The other thing that's really cool is there's a an event rolling out called Flags of Friendship. And basically in this event, you have to basically let other people take your loot and then you get rewarded for doing that, which is the opposite of the point of the game, right? <laughs> the point of the game is to take loot from other people or from the environment. right? And so in this, in this, there'll be, you know, basically you, like, part of the goal is you want to let other people take your loot because you get rewarded for it and probably commendations and stuff. So I'm curious to see, I mean, they they've had this working since, for like two or three years now. And so I'm curious to see what that looks like as far as will the pirates stuff tie in somehow to that event that's already planned and announced? Um, If you'll, you know, if that's going to tie in somehow. So I don't know. I'm excited. I'm always excited for Sea of Thieves. It's one of those games that I feel like I could play every day. And sometimes I do. And uh, I'm just excited to to see a lot of people excited about it. I mean, the the concurrent player account on Steam, not even on Xbox is usually between 17 and 25,000. Wow. That's, just on, that's just on Steam. And that's where Damn. you have to buy it outright. So Damn. I don't even know what it's like on Game Pass where you don't. So Soon enough, yeah. you'll be driving the Black Pearl. i want to be whipping around the Black Pearl with my octopus beard <laughs> and uh, <laughs> holding my broken compass. That's right. You know? Yeah. What's next? Brandon, back to you. Um, well, I got to say, and I'm genuinely curious about this, and we don't have to spend much time on it, does anybody have a positive thought about the Avatar game? No. Yes. How how has this series continued to be in media when it's been so clearly dead for years and years? It's not dead, though. That's the thing. It has to be making money. We want it to be dead, but it's not dead. <laughs> well, how is it? <laughs> are we are we the outliers? No, Dave said he was interested. Let's hear yeah. what he has to say. I'm genuinely curious because I... I I have no affinity towards this game whatsoever. I think it's um,
1: it, it's 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 going to be a fresh take on an open world. You have like uh, a unique, like alien, almost biomutant esque world with like mechs and and armed forces and and future tech and all that kind of stuff. And you know, we've seen lots of open worlds from like you know the Assassin's Creed history kind of thing to um modern gta watchdogs kind of stuff i think this will be a fresh take and it's it's ubisoft um they know how to do an open world some people don't like their um their formula or anything like that but um i think this is good um i'm looking forward to it it took me a cu- a little while to sort of warm up to it but the more i thought about it the more i thought it would be a really good setting for an open world uh and if anybody can do a a decent job of it it's it's going to be what I think are the open-world experts in Ubisoft. Um, So, yeah, I am looking forward to this. And it's built for next-gen, too. So, um, yeah.
0: I was honestly just a little bit curious because it was all a cinematic, right? And I saw some bow combat, and instantly I thought of Aloy. Mm. And I just wondered if that was going to... I guess we'll learn more as it moves on, and Ubisoft will show us more. But
1: yeah, and that you're right, that's the danger, and it it does tread a little bit close to Horizon, and people are going to listen to what I just said instead of has this guy ever heard of Horizon before? <laughs> <laughs> but but still, I mean, it, it's 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 an existing property, and that they have some things to work with, and the times the time they don't have to spend world building and and creating all these characters, hopefully they'll spend polishing up really interesting gameplay mechanics. Um, and we'll have a, uh, a really good open-world next-gen game for it. So, yeah, I, I am interested in this, and I'll, I'll keep my eye on it. So,
0: yeah. I actually didn't hate—I don't think it's a good movie, but the Avatar movie, I enjoyed it. And I, haven't, I don't think I've watched it, probably, since it was in theaters originally. But So I'm pessimistic on that side of it, but you're right, Dave. As far as the actual game, the cinematic we saw— like I am intrigued. I'm so jaded by the world and the name of Avatar that I don't know that I care about it. But any game that I mean, uh, two years ago I never thought I would be in the Sea of Thieves either. So because it looked goofy to me. So yeah, if a game is good, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna you know at least try it out. I guess right. I say. Right. No, I guess. Another thing I kind of wanted to dive into a little bit, and it might be a little bit more extensive, I think you guys probably have some opinions on this, is the Battlefield twenty twenty 2042. Yes. Right. Sir. Yes. Um, did you guys get a chance to watch the gameplay? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it looks a lot like Battlefield 4 in a lot of ways um, that I saw, you know, jumping off the skyscrapers, the big form combat with all the vehicles, um, but saw some new things, saw some on the go. Uh, Tactical equipment changes um, Saw some wingsuits And it just looks Kind of like a return to form for me it, 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 it gave me a lot of 4 vibes And that's exactly what I wanted out of it um, I love to see The grand environments um, And the destruction because that's something that Shines so well in that series before And I think that That mixed with the new Gen environments will just Make for an even more Grand experience overall Um, I just want to dive in with, you know, 50 people um, and tear down a skyscraper um, with a fucking uh, sand NATO, (laughs) you know? So, like, (laughs) it it just, I don't know what else to say, man. I'm a little disappointed um, to hear that the BR isn't coming out at launch. Um, Every time a game has a push for that and it doesn't come out right away, it kind of ends up faltering a little bit. Um, I think they have a good formula here. Um, but I guess that's most of my thoughts about it. Um, I didn't know if you guys were intrigued by it, if it looked like something good. The only thing I really, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying there and I'm excited for it. The only thing I'm a little disappointed about with it is that there isn't a campaign. And I know that on average, the, the average person doesn't play the campaigns in these big primarily multiplayer games, but battlefield has been a series that I've always played the campaign every battlefield i've played whether regular bad company or whatever and enjoyed and i've always thought they were they're certainly not masterful storytelling or anything but they're they're good and so i'm a little disappointed about that but i'm sure that the gameplay alone of the multiplayer will will get me drawn in enough to forget about that pretty quickly right and just to piggyback off that real quick before you say something dave is that I would hope, based on that idea alone, that there is no campaign, that they would supplement that by making the multiplayer beefy. Yeah. Um, and I think they know they kind of have faltered in the past two years, and I'm sure they'll want to make a big statement. Um, I'm hoping it's just rife with guns and attachments and maps um, at that price point and without a campaign. I just hope they can do it right at launch, at launch, um, because games like Black Ops released little content and we kind of forget about it now because the content's rolling out good but i would love to see this game come out on the right foot i really would
1: yeah no i agree with uh both you guys i am not as um sorry to hear there is no campaign uh i'm i'm sort of with you brandon on that where if they commit that time that they didn't have to spend on on a campaign to just a really beefy multiplayer at launch then that's great um, and I really like the way they're marketing this game because they're really pushing the Battlefield moments in in both the cinematic trailer they did and the gameplay feature they did at the Microsoft thing. Um, because, I mean, that's what really makes Battlefield, Battlefield. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to play it. Uh, I have to point out that I predicted. Oh, no, I didn't predict. I just said. But I thought the game was going to be Day One uh, Game Pass, and I was incorrect. But damn, Boo, Dave, and I really <laughs> should have—I really should have known that that's a silly thing to do because this game is going to be competing directly with Halo, yeah, um, right? Which makes me wonder why Microsoft shared the stage with a game that's going to be competing so directly with Halo Holiday
0: 2021 because they're releasing free to play. That's why I would say they got the edge there regardless well i think there's two reasons or maybe other reasons too one we know that microsoft and ea are buddy buddy because of the game pass and ea play integration so i would imagine since ea wasn't doing their own thing there's they probably had some sort of contracting that they have to you know some percentage of their games they have to advertise or something like that so why not advertise the one that's probably going to make the most amount of money yeah i do agree that they are going to be competing dave that's a Good point. I hadn't thought. I mean, I've thought about the fact they'd be competing, but not about why did they show them on their stage. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of people and maybe I'm wrong here, but like, I don't know, the three of us tend to juggle more than one game at a time. And Halo and Battlefield are very similar in some ways, but incredibly different in others. And so I feel like maybe they don't have as much crossover or if they do, maybe there's a nut like you know, I juggled for a long time uh, Call of Duty and Sea of Thieves, and those are dramatically different games. But let's say they were a little closer to being each other. I'd still want to play them both because there's different things in them for me. Does but, the yeah.
1: average gamer, though, especially when it comes to competitive first-person shooters, does the, or question. even or even the casual yeah. gamer, which which I would argue makes up... A large percentage the of the market. So well, I I, t- I totally understand what you're saying. One of them is free free to play. The other is going to be a premium price game. Um, and obviously there's that relationship with EA. But it just seemed like a weird choice to me, especially given that Battlefield 2042 had already been unveiled. Like this was really just a supplement to that. And you're 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 risking, um, you know, losing a day one a strong day one player base um from your baby which which is really the, the system seller for this system the xbox series x and s is, it's got to be halo so it, it just again yeah. it just seemed it just seemed a, a, an odd choice to me as all well. i think
0: so. i agree with you i don't I'm, i don't disagree but another thing i would say is there's probably less crossover with halo and battlefield than there is with battlefield and call of duty mm-hmm. I, I agree with that yeah it'd definitely. been way weirder if ea had for some reason shown call of duty Right, you know, let's just pretend like well <laughs> like let's pretend like they're in the same right. world, you know. They're they're obviously not, but um so yeah, I I don't disagree that that is that's I'm sure that was on somebody at Microsoft's mind and to the EA, EA's mind, but I'd say probably the sticking point was that there was some sort of contractual agreement there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally to makes sense. Totally yeah. makes
1: sense. Was that a nice was that a nice segue into Halo? Yeah, I
0: think that's a good... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was actually going to say, does yeah. anybody have anything else to round out before we move into Halo? No, I was just going to talk about how more how the free-to-play is like actually huge. Yeah, let's and start I, there. And I think that will give, in relation to what we were talking about before, I think that does give it an edge regardless. I think the free-to-play market is infested with people wanting to buy content for a free game. Um, and so I think that Halo having this for the first time. And just to clarify, Halo's, for the listeners who don't know, Halo's multiplayer is going to be free, meaning if you don't buy Halo, you can still play the multiplayer, multiplayer. just not the campaign. Right. Right. Was anyone expecting this? I mean, they announced this last year. Yeah, it
1: was. Oh, they. uh, It was rumored. Yeah. Oh, okay. I missed that. I caught me by
0: surprise. Yeah. I don't think it was like in a presentation or anything. I think it was just like a news story that popped up. Right. Okay. No, I, I don't know. I think that Halo is in a good spot. It's in the right hands. Um, I like some of the decisions they've made. Last year was a little bit of a stinker, as we've talked about before. But I think ever since then, and including after this press conference, my confidence has done nothing but grow. Um, And, uh, you know, notably, the battle pass um, inclusion a one-time Battle Pass, which is unheard of nowadays. Um, To think that every season will give you something new and you'll only have to pay for it once is almost non-existent in this genre. Um, Might even be non-existent in this (laughs) genre. Here's the kicker. The Battle Pass is $400. (laughs) It's only one time. You have to buy the uh, Halo console and then you get (laughs) the Battle Pass for life. Right. You
1: have to sign up for a Halo credit card and... You get
0: you get a grift ball like they run your they run your credit and you refinance <laughs> your house um, <laughs> um, but no i I love that idea I think they're really trying to push the value mm-hmm. um, they showed us what we wanted which was the old style shoot' up yeah you know we saw before a little bit of tweaks here the grapple made a reappearance um, grappled into the banshee that was really cool um, and I think that I don't know. It just looks like something Halo hasn't looked like to me in a while. And I don't know how to put it any better than that. Um, it looks fresh and revitalized, but in an old way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and free to play. Why not at that point? Yeah, I agree. I mean, what if you have any affinity towards Halo at all, why not download it and play it? For sure. Dave, what do you think about Halo in general or yeah, in, in specific?
1: I um i was hoping to see a little bit more uh out of the campaign um and like a lot of people have already expressed it it seems a little weird that uh there's no specific date as to when this is going to come out yeah um i wonder if that means the multiplayer could come out one day and the campaign could come out another um but uh but yeah i mean the the, the deep dive they did on the multiplayer made it look fantastic and it looks like they're 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 running a nice middle ground between um, keeping the traditions of Halo alive and making it a little bit more modern. Um, and then you know you throw in the uh, ongoing support with the Battle Pass and and seasons and that kind of stuff. And and I hope this is going to be uh, Halo making a big splash back in the industry. So
0: yeah. Yeah, once I hear the announcer's voice again, when I get a double kill or triple kill, <laughs> I will be locked in. Yeah, there will be no returning. Slayer. Yeah. In, in that trailer, whenever you, you heard his voice a couple times yeah. saying stuff, I was like, oh, I'll take me back. Right yeah, it is like, back. kill you, need <laughs> like, like, I just want know, to hear it, man. I, I did not play Halo 5 at all. And now I'm not sure if I will, since it's not on PC, honestly. So I need to do something to catch up with the story because I've always liked the story and the, the campaign. But I mean, I do have an Xbox One uh, S. Is so it not in the Master Chief
1: collection now?
0: I don't, don't think it is on PC. Hmm. I don't know about on Xbox. Right. Yeah. But either way, I I missed that one. I'd like to play it. But I, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, either way, I'm going to play the... Uh, the campaign, because it's going to be included in Game Pass, but the multiplayer, I mean... Man, if I could count how many billions of hours I've played Halo over the years, and, like, all of them combined probably aren't as many as I played Reach for, but... So, uh,
1: I I think Halo Infinite is a really easy sell for uh, uh, us, like, our demographic, because, I mean, we kind of grew up on this game, but there's a whole generation of gamers, you know, who are between the ages of... Let's say 15 to their mid 20s now, who probably didn't grow up on Halo, and the the competitive FPSs that they grew up on were a lot different than than Halo. You know, I'm specifically thinking about Call of Duty, but then you have things like Apex and stuff like that. So I wonder what the strategy, or if there is even going to be a strategy around bringing those players in who maybe haven't spent nearly as much time um, on Halo. Uh, to get them in and i guess obviously one of the biggest barriers is going to be free but from a gameplay perspective i wonder what they're really going to do to to sort of attract those people over because they are really different experiences yeah Um, Yeah. i don't know if you guys have played halo multiplayer late uh recently but a couple months ago i i dove back into the master chief collection and man it is different than you know it feels so much different than than the the popular um competitive first person shooters right now so
0: i uh, think the biggest thing that feels different is just the movement right yeah i yeah. mean obviously the way the gun shoot and everything is different but just the way you traverse the arena you're in is so much different
1: yeah and just the way you defend like it's um yeah. you know halo and it even feels this way in destiny but like if you, if somebody sees you before you see them, that doesn't necessarily mean that they get the right. kill. Um, there's a lot more jumping and sliding and mobility that you can use to defend yourself, and that's always been a thing in Halo, but um, maybe not so much for for some of those shooters that, again, the younger generations, the youths, have grown the up youths. on. So, yeah.
0: Oh, Call of Duty. I mean, that's the the joke. That's not really a joke. Is that if you know whoever shoots first wins? Yeah. Yeah. Sadly. Anything else about Halo? Oh, back to the, the discussion about the release date. There's been a lot of discussion around the fact that the the anniversary, the twenty year anniversary, is coming up in November. So if I had to guess, this is obviously just speculation, they want to hit that date, but because you know, you have to get the, the you have to make it go you have to get it gold and then you have to send it to be printed and then you have to actually get it distributed to all the stores. I wonder if they're just like so close at this point to whether it actually is being ready. That they don't want to announce the date because if they do announce the date, what they, which is what they want it to be on the anniversary or close to the anniversary, that would be huge. But if they can't, they don't want to have to delay it and be like, oh, we missed the anniversary date. Yeah, I think they also kind of just got burned last year. right? Sure. Oh, and yeah. they really don't need any more bad PR yeah. um, for the game at this point, I think. I think. I've also seen a lot of people speculating that maybe it's going to get another delay. I don't I I just have a hard time believing that because like it was going to come out last year and they were like, oh, we need to fix this. And now they've had a year. It was content complete at that point, unless they've added another something and probably they have added modes and everything and that they weren't planning on. Or maybe they were planning on coming in down the line, not right away. Who knows? But. I have a hard time thinking they would push it at this point. Something after,
1: that, after the the mess around the launch of Master Chief Collection, I feel like this game, specifically the multiplayer, obviously needs a beta.
0: Um, I yeah. think so too, yeah. yeah. But uh, that doesn't have to run real long. Yeah. And Dave said something that actually really interested me. I could even see it being released separately. I yeah. mean, I really could. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't think that it would be above them to release the moneymaker first right and then um because i don't want to say the majority of the people want the multiplayer but the longevity of the game is based off of the multiplayer right so um i don't know if they're trying to put the legs first but i don't know here's the thing first of all they, they did say something like you know campaign and multiplayer coming holiday this year or whatever That doesn't mean that they have to be on the same date, obviously. Right. But I think that if they're going to split it up, if you release multiplayer without campaign, totally acceptable. If you release campaign without multiplayer, never going to work. Yeah, not good. But the other thing is that they're probably thinking too, hey, we're going to release multiplayer. It's free to play. Who's going to, after they've got a month of playing, multiplayer for free and who's going to want to spend 60 70 bucks on a on a seven hour story yeah. it depends on the cosmetics you get for doing it it certainly <laughs> does you're right <laughs> i'm i'm serious yeah. ben i know i and many many other people will say oh look it'll it, it'll show up in your multiplayer it's going to have a little lock on it and it's going to say complete this mission of the campaign and you get this dope ass helmet well how many people do we know that bought modern warfare for that exact reason that's what i'm saying yeah it might even be genius yeah Maybe, it, maybe this is their plan all along. All along. Hmm. Anything else generally <laughs> to say about Halo, E3, et cetera? Anything at all? The only thing I had in my notes was that uh, uh, Skatebird was my game of the show. Oh, nice. Of, of the entire show, all of them. Yeah. Um, the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just, just uh, you can get Tony Hawk 1 and 2 pretty soon here on Switch. So I saw that. The world is fixed. Yeah, the world. I don't know how that's going to run. I am eager to see D- Digital Foundry's video on that. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah.
1: Uh just quickly, uh I was not expecting to come away with anything exciting from Nintendo earlier today, but Metroid Dread is, oh, is yeah. something I really needed. Uh I'm not huge into the into the Metroid series, but uh I do love me a a modern take on a two D side scrolling genre. So uh yes. yeah, Metroid Dread looks looks great.
0: I love Metroid and Two D side scrolling. Yeah. So as a like inverse to that, um Metroid. Th- that that's actually why it's turning me off. Oh really? Um because I'm I would love to be intrigued by the Metroid series. Um but I never have been. And hmm. this is the type of game that wouldn't intrigue me. Yeah. Um I think she's a super interesting character, Samus, and she's been in more games in the past 20 years in Smash than in her <laughs> own. Um, <Yeah>. so <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of untapped market here. Um and you know I hope Nintendo can just pump them out, man. If this is successful, they will surely continue. So yeah, yeah. agreed. Uh, I was just excited they gave us a better look at you know Mario Golf. I'm I'm here for it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Ready looks it looks fun as fuck. It does okay, real quickly. Does anybody been playing anything they want to talk about? For me, just to get that get it out of the way, I've pretty much. Had very little time to play, but what time I have had to play has been entirely sunk into Destiny 2, getting ready to be raid ready and trying to get there fast so I can jump back into Sea of Thieves. <laughs> that's pretty much been <laughs> between editing and doing all my normal stuff and uh, um, Destiny, I haven't had time for anything else at all. So, yeah. Anybody else have anything they've been playing that's out of the norm or different? Yeah. Yeah, I actually been playing Ratchet and Clank, oh, a rift oh, apart. Oh, oh, um, <laughs> ben. Sorry. It's not my fault. I know. It's Uh, PlayStation's fault. My (laughs) PlayStation's still broken, everybody. For anybody who doesn't know, they sent it back to me. It was still broken, and I sent it back again today after 17 million hours on customer support. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's a little sucky. It's really good, man. It's one of the... It might be the best looking PS5 game I have, Um, and I thought Demon's Souls was beautiful. Um, It it runs just the way it should. The ray tracing 60 frames a second is gorgeous. Um, Every particle that flies on the screen is handcrafted and great. Um, I really feel like I would pay $100 for this game. Wow! And I don't say that much, and I'm even a stickler about the 70th points. Um, but whenever you play a game that's so close to the first party, like, well, it is first party. Right. Um, Whenever you play a first party game like this, and it's made well, like a game like God of War, like a game like this, Right. I go back to it feels realized. Forza feels realized. This game is crafted the way it should be, Um, and it feels like it's meant for the player to play it, and there's no obstacles in the way. Hmm. Um, So I love that about it. I'm having so much fun, man. Nice, so much fun. I don't even know if it worked on my system because I didn't even. I, I installed it and then decided not to boot it up because I didn't want to. Didn't want to cry again. But <laughs> Dave, what about you? Have you been playing anything new this week?
1: Uh, no, nothing new. But I do want to shout myself out because I beat I beat the Flame Lurker in Demon Souls today. Ooh, so, nice. So I, uh, I I went in knowing that that was one of the hardest bosses in the game, and I I've climbed that mountain, so I, I'm very Hell proud of myself. Oh yeah, dude, proud of you. Dave, yeah. you are getting good. I, I, I have <laughs>
0: get it a bit good. That's yep. right, dude. As long as you praise the sun, you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Dave, have you been a Souls fan in the past before this game?
1: Uh, a fan in that have I played them all? No. Um, but I've, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a uh, keen observer of right. the souls born. So I watch YouTube videos. You I love streams. Yeah, exactly. And I just, yeah. I love watching people play this game and occasionally I, I dabble. So, um, right. yeah. yeah. Is this your gateway? I don't think so because, uh, I'm not fizzling about Elden Ring. So I think that tells me that I like demon souls. Uh, I'm going to, I plan on finishing it. I'm committed to finishing it, but, uh, I don't need to play every other From Software game that yeah. comes out because uh, they are the investment in these games is it's it's different, and I think that's right. why people love them. But it's
0: it's it's it can be a bit exhausting at times. So, yeah, yeah. Now that's something we didn't even talk about, Elden Ring. Yeah, Whew. we don't have to spend much time on it, but it looks great. Looks really great. It does. It's Dark Souls Four,
1: mm-hmm.
0: dude. That's that's what I want. Yeah, <laughs> that is what I want. I'm yes. I mean, if Dustin was on the show still, that's all we would have talked about. So just count, count your lucky stars. That's all I'll say. Uh, all right. Well, that's. I think that's it for the show today, uh, this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you've gotten this far, we appreciate it. Make sure, once again, if you want ad-free early access, head over to patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Thank you to everyone who's been over there supporting us, the new additions this past week. Uh, which will get recognized, like I said, in July at the in the credits. We if you're a producer level, that is. Uh, we appreciate you, and we appreciate you wanting to help um, uh, fund the show. It definitely helps out in multiple different ways, hosting and um, being able to go to events and stuff like that. It'll help out a ton. And then uh, join the Discord. Get in there and chat with us. Um, we have I don't know. We have quite a few people in there. Some days it's really rowdy, and other days it's really quiet. So it would be great if it was. You know more consistent so we'd love to see more of you in there chatting about stuff and junk also so uh <laughs> thanks dave for being here thank you thank you thanks brandon me. yeah thanks man. brandon for being here always a pleasure yes sir and uh we'll see you next week bye everybody night. bye. Yeah. the hp podcast and handsome are supported by our proud patrons over at patreon if you want to support the show head over to patreon.com handsome phantom the following members are producers of the show and are at the five-dollar level: Adaholic, Passive Pixels, Edwin Castillo, Fusebro, Boots, Ali C83, Hoot, Jared, Felix Check, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Stewie108, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Straw Hat Ninja, Josh Deberry, Michael J Sutherland, Jared Cavaliero, and Jason Canham.